Because I look cuter on the internet You know that I look cuter on your phone But still I'll date you so I feel less alone But please don't try to bring me home No, no, with your host Traps Love and Ariel This is I look cuter on the internet I'm dying, so, you yeah. know. Why are you dying? I know. I woke up feeling like I was hungover when all I did yesterday was go to work and drink seltzer with a lemon. So, clearly, I'm suffering for, like, a crazy night that I didn't have, and I'm very upset about it. Did you, um, have you drunk recently? <clears throat> no, I mean, I got drunk on St. Patrick's Day, but... Maybe you know, that's that it. It was days ago, and I was fine the next day. I worked early in the morning. I mean, I drank on St. Patrick's Day, too, and I woke up two days later, and I felt hungover, so... Ooh, maybe. Maybe it's just the getting old. <clears throat> God, it could be. The hangover hits you later. Ugh. Like, one day when I'm 90, I'm getting a hit with all the hangovers I didn't get in my 20s. Yeah, that's... And that's what me. That's that's exactly that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, this is I look cuter on the internet. I wanted to do it early so I didn't forget. I'm Travis Love. <laughs> I'm Ariel Apathetic. And welcome. This is episode seven of an ongoing series where we talk about love. Oh my god! Is it really the seventh? What? It's really the seventh episode? I know. Oh my god. I think so anyway, weird. it might be the sixth. You know, that'd be really funny if I'm wrong. I'll check real fast. Um, I think you're right. And we did the Valentine's episode. Yeah, Please Don't Hit On Me was the sixth, and we don't count the Valentine's one because it was a bonus. Yeah, oh my god, how weird. God, I hope we have some sort of listeners. <laughs> You know, they say all good podcasts by at least episode 3000 will have at least 10 listeners, so <laughs> we'll get there. I think so. I, th- I think that's an okay goal for us. Um, Sorry if you're listening to this before you listen to episode 6, because that sucks. Apparently, sometimes you can't download the episode, and I don't know why, so I'm looking into that, but now we're recording, so I'm looking into it still. Um... But let's let's catch up. Have you gone on any dates lately? I did. I did. And I, <laughs> I went on that second date on Tuesday with that guy. That I think I said it on the last episode that I was going out with him the next day. Yes. I went on that. Yeah. Tell me all about so, it. Okay. So, very awkward because I am accidentally ghosting him. What do you mean you're accidentally ghosting him? (laughs) Because, like, okay, well, let me tell you about the date first. So, um, one of the date, we went and saw Wrinkle in Time, and it was nice. Like, it was cute. Like, we went, um, we went in Harlem, which is the closest movie theater to me. That's the one I like to go to. Um, so we go, and before the movie, we went to, like, this jazz bar that, like, was literally, like, a jazz bar. Like, there was 
three other people in it. One of them was like this older guy who was dressed very jazzy. And then there was like a couple in the back, like a, like a happy little couple. And then there was like a lady doing receipts and everything was all smoky and they're playing jazz. And it was really cute and like really small. And there's like a tiny little spot in the back for like a band to play. And it was cool. It was, it was actually super jazzy. So we went there and then we went and saw Wrinkle in Time. And then we ended up going to um, another bar that was, like, closer to where we lived because it was down the street from me. So we wandered into this bar, and it was, like, okay, so to be fair, it was, like, nice, blah, blah. And he asked me before the movie starts, he's, like, are you a person who intensely watches movies? Do you, like, make comments through the whole thing? And I was, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to make comments. <laughs> and he was, like, oh, good, me too. Like, that works. And I was, like, oh, good. So we talked through the whole fucking movie, which is great. Good. So, <laughs> sorry everyone else at that theater so um that was nice and everything and we talked about the movie and blah 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 blah. so we go to the we go to the bar and here's where it was like an issue for me that i have not moved past and i don't think i can we went to this bar and it was like i don't remember what the bar was or anything but it was cute it was like, I don't know what everybody was, but everybody was some sort of like Spanish, Hispanic, I don't know. And there was like a guy playing live music and it was like Spanish ballads. And it was cool. That sounds really fun. And yeah, it was really nice. And like, I don't know, it was a really nice atmosphere. But he walks in and he's like, oh, I'm the only white guy here. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I just think that that's, I don't know. I just think that that's weird. Like, that's your first thought when you walk into a place like you check to see if there's and like not only he didn't want to be there because there wasn't any white people but like he had to make that comment huh and yeah you know i'm like so right there i was just like what the fuck and then he was like oh it's okay it's good for me to feel like a minority sometimes uh right right uh Tell me that's not, like, one of the douchiest things you ever heard. So I, like, looked at him and was like, are you always going to be like this? Is this, like, your thing? And I told him, like, I get it that, like, because he's all, like, you know, does, like, rallies and marches. And he's all, like, you know, like, PC and progressive and all that, you know, all that stuff. And it's good. I wouldn't want to date somebody who wasn't like that. But I have an issue with people who take other people's problems and they try to make it into their thing and it's like i'm sorry your entire identity can't be that and like i feel like that's very much him so it just pissed me off and so i was talking to him and like because he was like oh i'm open to criticism and i was like i'm open to criticizing good so i basically was just saying that to him that I had issues with things like that. And then I also got to the point that I was like, because listeners, you can't see me, but I am black and white and I'm racially ambiguous. But I was like, you know, like for all I know, like you're trying to get like progressive points for having like a brown girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Like, because I'm brown enough that I'm obviously not white, but I'm not scary and black you know what i mean so i'm not like too far away from where you so i'm like a perfect kind of middle ground for somebody who wants to date someone who's outside of their race but i'm not too scary far away so i'm like you know like so are you actually interested in me or you or is this like a thing you're trying to do you know like there's other things but i just had like an issue with it so i talked to him about it and he like 
he was like, oh, do you think I'm fetishizing you? And I'm like, it's also, it's not all about me. Like, that was just one point. The point is, like, that's a really weird thing to say when you go into a bar, you know? So that that bothered me. Um, we still hung out after that. Like, we were we hung out at the bar. We got, like, um, like food there and everything. And we did hang out, and it was, like, nice. But in the back of my head, that was still bothering me. And then, like, he walked me home, and... Like, we kissed and everything, but I don't know. I was, like, still thinking about it later, and it just bothered me a lot. So, not really interested in hanging out with him again. But he did text me the other day, and I was at work, and he, he like, asked me if I wanted to go out again. And I wanted to text him back how I felt. But I was at work, and I was like, oh, I, I need to craft this nicely. And then I forgot about it because I was at work. Is he and gonna... then I, he's, I still have not talked to Ariel, him. is he going to find out by listening to this episode? Um, I'm going to text him at some point before that because that would be horrible. But no, I still haven't answered him. And it wasn't because I decided to ghost him or anything. It's literally just because like, I forgot to text him back because I wanted to give him a good answer. And then I forgot, like, it was, I had opened it, so the notification was gone, and then I was like, oh my god, it's been, like, a day or two, it's too awkward to text him back now. <laughs> too much time has gone by, I can't come out, like, three days later and be like, no. <laughs> oh no! So I am gonna have to send him a text before he listens to this, because that's just too messed up. <laughs> but, Yeah. Or I could just text him, please don't listen to the episode. Just just don't listen to episode 7. Why? <laughs> you don't need to know. Wait until I craft a nice text message saying that bugged me. So no. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't texted me again. So... <laughs> so... I think he's just like, oh, she's ghosting me. But I don't know. I have. I, I will. I will text him before this episode comes out. So. so I will say, and there's two. There's two thoughts I have on this, and one is that there's a really great quote, and it's about a bunch of different things. And it's like if you're not if you're not gay, you can't comment on homo what is or isn't homophobic, and if you're not a person of color, you can't comment on what is or isn't racist. And so. That's definitely, like, the first quote that popped into my head, and like I said, I, I really, like, I think that it's inherently messed up to walk into a place and be like, I'm the only white guy here, because as someone who is white, I'm like, you know, maybe you would scan the room and see, you know, oh, is there another person that is the same skin tone as me? Like, maybe somebody does that, maybe some people do that because maybe they feel more comfortable if they see another white person, but even if that's the case, you don't outwardly say that, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly! Exactly. Like, okay, it's fine if you scan the room, but like, why do you feel the need to say it? So right away, that's weird. And then to go in and be like, it's good to feel like uh, a minority sometimes. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? Do you remember? There was one time, I think we were, we were at like Washington Square Park or something years ago. Me and you were hanging out and there was a couple on like a first or second date sitting next to us. Uh-huh. And the guy was so douchey, and he just kept trying to make himself look good. And then he told the girl, he's like, I understand sexual harassment, because I've been to gay bars. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. 
Yes. So right there, it's like you're trying to like he was trying to make himself sound like, oh, I understand what you're going through because of this and this. But it just made him seem like a huge asshole. And me and you were sitting there whispering like, leave him. Leave him. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it made me think of. And I'm pretty sure I actually said that to him at some point on that date. I recounted that story because I was like, that's what it sounds like. You know, (laughs) like you sound like a dick. You sound like a huge dick. So I was just like, oh, that rubbed me completely the wrong way. Huh. But, yeah. Like, he's a nice guy. But I don't think that that would work out because of that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the patience for it. Well, that's totally understandable. Yep. God, I... It really should just say, don't listen to this. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Well, I hope you don't ghost him to, uh, until, I hope you don't ghost him by Wednesday or Thursday or whenever I end up putting this out, which I need to get better at. Um, let me tell you about my date. Yes. So, just a quick update on the T-Guy situation is he went to Florida And he had a marvelous time. And then he said, I'm definitely moving there. And I said, when? And he said, because he's back in Jersey right now, but I haven't seen him. And um, he said, April 20th, 420 blaze it. And um, then I said, cool. Well, you're legally obligated to see me one to two more times before you move. Sorry, it's in the contract that you signed when you first started dating me. And he said, yes, I'm aware. Your lawyer just called me about it. <laughs> and then and then he's I... Cute. What? I said he's cute. He is. And then I said, yes, I'm sorry to inform you, but once you kiss me once, you are... Um, oh, hold on, I have to sneeze. Ah. Ah. Hot. And I said, yeah, well, once you kiss me once, you're uh, required by law for me to be in your life for the rest of it. So sorry about it. And he said, guess you'll just have to move to Florida with me then. And I said, guess so. So I guess I'm moving to Florida. All right. Goodbye. I'm not, but. That's the same. (laughs) It would be nice. It would be nice to, to think about a world where, um that kind of love exists but i don't believe in it anymore so um that being said let's move into this date with the claw machine guy because it was date two and it was very nice okay i'm excited about this one so he called me because he calls me it's a very novel idea he he like calls me on the phone and makes plans with me and um so he called me and was like God, I wish I could do his accent better because he has he has an accent and it's very funny. Uh, I see. It's, it's very Long Island. It's very funny. Um, so he was like, but I think that he's putting it on to be funny, but it's very funny oh. and he doesn't ever not do it. So I'm not sure. Um, he's from he's from near near us, so it's like I don't know where it ca- would have come from. But he's like, he called me up and he was like, so how you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm fine. 
and I, I was working or something or on my way to work and he was like so I was thinking that on Saturday you know not this Saturday but next Saturday that we could go and get dinner and see the high school is doing Shrek the musical and I was like oh well that sounds amazing so fast forward to this last Saturday St. Patrick's Day ironically I didn't I, I did know it the day of but I didn't know it when we made the plans he um we I, I worked all day at the cafe and then I closed early I actually like asked my boss I was like can I close early and she was like well it's St. Patrick's Day so no one's gonna be there so yeah close early so I closed an hour early so I could get there on time because the musical started at seven I drove over there um and I met up with him and we saw Shrek the musical at the high school and it was a beautiful auditorium I'd actually never been to it and um it was very funny. It was like, I liked some of the music that I already knew, but it was just really funny. Like I showed up and he was wearing these big ogre ears and he was like, I didn't even have to pay for them. And I was like, oh yeah. And he said, yeah, I didn't have to pay for them because I knew the person that was selling them. So I just took them. And I said, great. So, um, we watched the first half of the musical and I'm just like, I'm pointing out little things that I know. And then I'm also like, God, I hope this person hits this note and then they would or wouldn't. And I'd be like, Oh, or yes. And it would, cause high school musicals make me feel some sort of way. And he's just as loud and talkative during the musical. So it's great, but like not disrespectful to the people around us. Cause we sat away from people, but also just like enough of con, you know, talking about like, wow, this is really bad, or wow, this is really good, that it was funny. It was very funny. So, um, then, oh my god, I didn't know how they were going to do the dragon, because I didn't know how the dragon was done in Shrek the Musical, and I didn't know if it was going to be, like, some giant puppet, or if it was going to be a person in a costume, and it was a person in a costume, and she fucking blew the house down. She was incredible. She had this song that, like, was literally the best song in the musical, and afterwards, I actually went up to her, and I was like, you are the queen of the show. And she was <laughs> like, do I know you? And I was like, I don't know. You look familiar. And she said, you look familiar, too. And then we stood there in awkward silence, and we were like, I guess we don't know each other. But you were amazing. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then she left. But she was incredible. And she's going to AMDA in the fall, and I'm very proud of her. And it's going to kick her ass, because AMDA's a really hard school. Um, yeah. Yeah, following her dreams. Um, but during the intermission, they did a 50-50, and I was like, he was like, oh, I don't have my wallet on me. And I was like, oh, I'll go get us a ticket. So I spent $5 on a 50-50, and we did not win, but I've never won a 50-50 in my life, and I told him that when I got the tickets. I said, I just paid $5 for these six tickets so that I can make a choker out of them. <laughs> He's, I, I was like, I'll get some nipple clamps and I'll attach them at either end of the ticket so it goes around my neck and it'll be a nice choker. And he said, yeah, until it rains and the and the, uh, and the ink goes all over your clothes. And I said, yeah, that'll look hot. Um, or, or until you sweat. And I was like, yeah. So um, <clears throat> we didn't win. The second half of the musical came and went. It's a really good musical. It follows the general plot line of um, Shrek. So, you know, I knew how it was going to go, but, like, the person that played Fiona was really good, and the person that played the dragon was really good, and the person that played, uh, Lord Farquaad was excellent. 
I mean, so, just the uh, overall idea of Shrek the Musical is amazing, so... Yeah, it's really funny. They they it's very hammy. I like it a lot. Um so that was fun. And then afterwards we went out. Um he was going to introduce me to his mother, but she was asleep. His mother is a gigantic lesbian according to him. So I was very excited to meet her cuz he said she's an artist and she's in her 50s and she's a gigantic lesbian and she's still married to my father, but he lives down in Jersey and they don't talk to each other. And I was like, "God, that's the dream." And, um, that could have been us. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so we went over to his mom's house, but she was asleep. So then we drove over to a place, um, called tap and it's very good. I'd never heard of it. It's right in the same town, um, over by the mall. And, um, it's, it's just like they make their own beer there and there were a bunch of people that he knew there i guess like the local like middle uh uh, the the, not middle school the local high school like people that graduated like seven eight ten years ago they all gather there you know what i mean like it's the scene for the young crowd that never moved out of the area so um yeah so a lot of people that he knew were there because he's not he doesn't live there but he goes there a lot so he's seeing people that he used to hang out with and um but it was nice because they were all really cool and um we got we so we went to this place they were playing irish music um we got some beer and well i got guinness and he got this like really uh sour beer and it was incredible and i would have gotten that if it wasn't saint patrick's day but it was saint patrick's day and if my ex taught me anything it was that Dark beer is really good, and I'd already liked dark beer, but, like, Guinness specifically, if it's poured well from a tap, is incredible, and so I'm obsessed with it. I've only had Guinness once, and it was this time last year when I was in Dublin, and it just happened to be St. Patrick's Day, because that's not what my plan was. But I had it then, and it was good, but I don't like beer, but that was good beer. Yeah, it's super smooth and, like, creamy, and that's, that's the type of beer that I like. I like stouts, I like porters, I like dark beer. I don't like hoppy beer too much because it's a lot like soda, but it's like bad soda. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I like hard soda. I drink that a lot. Um, not a lot. I'm but, a cider know. girl. Cider's great. I like cider. So um, we order, and I get a vegan shepherd's pie, which the last time that I had had that was with the ex, also. So it was like, wow, look, I'm getting a new memory with this food that I love so much that I haven't been able to eat. So um. It was incredible, but blah, 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 you know, I could tell you about all the little fine details, but basically what it comes down to on the date is that we discussed, like, where we stand as far as, like, needing somebody goes or needing a relationship or what we are, because what are we? We've seen each other three times now, but we've only gone on two dates because the first time was I was on a date with someone else, and um, we talked about that, too. He was like, have you told that person that you and I are going on dates? And I was like, no, because I haven't spoken to him. Um, ghosting, yeah. Um, and uh, But we talked about it, and it's a lot of just both of us agree that neither of us want a relationship where somebody else is telling us what to do or who to be because we're both so uniquely ourselves. And it's really hard to comprehend especially you know because he went through a similar thing that i went through but it's it's also a very different situation um 
but it's similar in how he reacted and where he is now but it was also far it was longer ago than where i am but um uh we talked about like just like how like when i was with the ex-fiance it was this thing where like we would be very needy of each other i actually i went i went home that very same night as an aside and i read through some conversations that I had had with him before the breakup, before we were even thinking about breaking up, and a lot of the conversations, a lot of the day-to-day with me and him that I didn't realize until now because I wasn't in a place where I could look back at the messages, and when you're going through it, you don't realize that you're going through it. A lot of the messages where both of us were very depressed, um, you know, not when we were living together, but once he went back to school... And we were far apart. It was just a lot of like, ooh, I feel really depressed today. Please don't leave me. I don't think that I could comprehend being in a life without you. And like a lot of just like both of us being desperately lonely and needing somebody there and not having anyone. And it's really scary how dependent on each other that we were. And I and don't want... I the song from Evil the Musical. You cannot leave me. Yeah. 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 yeah there we- um, hey, Emo the Musical fans, um, <laughs> yeah, that song means a lot because I actually told my ex-fiance back when we were living together, I was like, if you ever leave me, I'm going to kill you because I couldn't comprehend you not being alive without me there, but, um, I, I won't, Terrifying. I know, but he also, like, threatened me a bunch, anyway, um, I won't kill him, I don't care, um, at this point, but during it, it's scary, and it's scary to think about, and it was scary to look back on the messages and see how dependent on him I was. And so I was telling him, uh, the, the the claw machine guy, I was like, I, I'm in a place now where I want to be alone most of the time, and I, or with friends. I don't want somebody here with me dictating, like, oh, no, you know, I need to be doing this thing, you know? Like, even if I was with somebody, I wouldn't want them to live with me because I make noise, I play music, I'm a musician, you know? My ex-fiance liked it quiet a lot because he always was studying, and we only shared this bedroom in my parents' house for five months, and it was great because we never got on each other's nerves because we were so in love. But at the same time, it's like... When is the when is the cutoff point of me being like, okay, well, now I want to do my thing and I can't do my thing because you're doing your thing. How much of myself am I losing in that relationship? And so we were talking about it and we were like, well, what are we? We're not really anything, but we are dating and we're enjoying each other's company. And he ended up paying for this very expensive dinner and beer. And it was um, excellent because I love when people pay for me because they should because I'm amazing. Um... But, and it was, you know, it was, it was an actual date, but he was also like, listen, I'm also not very intimate and I don't like sex. And I was like, that's perfect because I don't want to have sex with you. Like I just, he's attractive. He's very attractive. I don't want to have sex and I don't want to have sex with him. So it's great. It's actually working out really well. And I attributed it over the next couple days until I got to talk to you about it. I attributed it to in the book, Jane Eyre, Jane Eyre falls in love with this guy, Mr. Rot. Uh, Rochester and um, I haven't read it in quite a few years and she falls in love with him but he's very cold and distant kind of like my ex-fiance and so she's like well I guess I can't deal with this then so she goes off and she finds this other guy that wants to to 
to be her male suitor, but he's like, hey, and his name is Sinjin, St. John, and he's like, I just want a business relationship, a business marriage. It's all for looks. I don't actually love you and I could never love you and he just basically tells her that and she's like well you know what that's actually a pretty good offer and I'm not going to spoil the entire book but that's kind of how I feel or in the princess bride if you've ever seen the princess bride um spoilers for a little bit it's not that bad for the princess bride um ahead so if you haven't skip ahead 30 seconds um basically when Wesley and a buttercup leave the fire swamp and then the, the, the prince comes up and he's like, oh, you know, marry me. And she's like, okay, I'll marry you, but you have to let Wesley go. You know what I mean? And when he first, when, when that prince first proposes to her, he's like, I could never love you, but you're the most beautiful person in this kingdom. And it would be a very good power move for us to get married because I can give you wealth beyond your wildest dreams and you can give me the looks of what a queen should be. And I feel like that's kind of what this relationship is with the claw machine guys. He's very funny. I'm enjoying being with him. I could never fall in love with him. I could never be with him in a, in a situation where I see myself getting married to him or like having a life with him. But as it stands, I don't see myself doing that with anybody ever. And I would much rather have this thing where we go on dates and we have a nice time with each other. And then we don't talk to each other really until the next date. And on the date itself, when we were talking about this, I said to him, I was like, I'm having a really nice time with you. I would love to see you again. I have no hard feelings about it. But if I never see you again after today, like if we never speak again, I won't care. Like I don't have that kind of emotional connection to you. I've been having a great time. I've been talking about you on the podcast. So clearly it's meaningful to me. I've written about you in my journal because it's it's a good memory to have. But at the end of the day, if I don't ever talk to you again after this night, it's not going to change the course of the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like with my ex-fiance where we stopped talking and the rest of my life is now drastically different. This person is just there and he's going to be there for an X amount of time and it's not going to change my dreams or the course of my future or what I choose to eat or what I choose to do next Thursday. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like we go on dates and we're having fun and that's that's nice and we're not going to have to have sex in order for us to continue dating and neither of us are going to develop feelings for the other one because we're way too busy to do that and for now i think that that's what i need i don't need some some whimsical thing and that's really i guess why i'm kind of glad that t guy is moving to florida because i can't fathom if he stayed what kind of relationship we'd have because it would just be a lot of me saying wow you're amazing i really like you i like that you are you are a lot like my ex-fiance in so many regards, but you also are okay with the fact that I'm an emotional mess and that I'm growing and that I'm this person that can't be liking someone as much as I like you. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that he's moving because it gives me the option to go and visit him, but it's never going to be a thing where it's like, well, let's get married because I can't because he's so far away. So I guess we'll never get into that type of relationship. And I'm okay with that too. So I think both things are going as they should. And I'm in a really good place to develop my own dreams and, you know, make sure that my goals are fulfilled. But it was a really nice date and I'm glad that he paid for it. And he introduced me to a bunch of new good musical artists. So it was all around a good night. That's good. 
Whew. So all of that being said and talking about how I don't want to have sex with anyone, today's topic of the day chosen yeah. by me is sex noises. So what do you like to talk about during sex or what noises do you like to make? We are here to discuss our feelings on what kind of sounds we like to hear when we are rocking our bodies are we supposed to be talking about what we like because i totally just made notes of funny things <laughs> well i i figured we'd do a little bit of both because i wrote funny things and then i wrote <laughs> i wrote funny things and then i wrote sexy things and then i wrote things that i like and then i wrote things that i do so like i'm just going to talk about all of them but i've just talked a bunch so i'm going to make my bed while you talk about your first thing okay well my first thing i will see i just have all right, so my problem is I've been fucking the same dude for nine months. So a lot of my awkward sex things are that dude. And that you hate him. To my mind. What? And you hate him. I don't hate him. I just think he's really irritating. But, <laughs> but um, okay, like for, the, like, for example, he came over the other night like two nights ago or something and it was awful because i i was already listening to music because i was actually gonna go like go to bed um he was like i'm going upstairs and i was like all right but i was already listening to music but i was listening to my chill playlist which is like stuff like r&b and stuff like that so i accidentally ended up doing that to r&b and then he wouldn't stop calling sex making love. And I fucking hate that term so much. And I was like, you need to get out. He was like, yeah, blah, blah. I was like, this is so romantic. Like, it's not romantic. It's not. Like, he's like, I mean, it's always romantic. But now we have music. And I was like, no. No, this isn't romantic. The music is romantic. We're turning it off. We're not having sex to Southside by Lloyd. Like, it was horrible. No, but so he's annoying in things like that. Um, I have a story that I wanted to tell. It's not him. <laughs> Do you want to talk or should I tell my story? I want you to tell the story. All right. Okay. So this is the story of my favorite Tinder date. <laughs> so let me see if I can make it through this. So just to give like some background or whatever, I matched with this guy on Tinder this was not, this is November 2016. So I matched with this guy on Tinder and he wasn't my type. He's like skinny and blonde, not my type, but like he looked kind of like a Disney prince. So I was like, all right, you're cute. So we matched. Um, and my profile always has like a joke in it or like specifically an anti-joke. So people send me a lot of jokes. So he sent me a joke. I sent him a joke. And then he sent me a joke that was like inappropriate. And it made me laugh, but I also blocked him immediately <laughs> because I'm like, I'm definitely like super far away from being a prude, but I don't think, I don't know. I'm not into like making jokes like that or whatever. Like when you first talk to me, cause then I'm just going to assume all you want to do is have sex with me. So I laughed at the joke. It was funny, but I also unmatched with him. So like maybe like a couple hours later, he finds me on on Facebook because we have a lot of mutual friends because we work in the same industry and he sent me a message apologizing. He was like, oh, I don't want you to think I'm like 
a jerk. You know, I didn't mean to be like inappropriate. I just thought that you would think it was funny. And I was like, all right, that's fair. I think I thought it was funny. So anyway, fast forward, I let him take me out for drinks. So we went out for drinks and it was nice. He was like cool stoner dude. And I was like, whatever, hung out, had a nice time. He walked me back to my apartment. Everything was nice. So I was like, all right, I would, I would go on a second date with this guy. Yeah. So we went out again, like the next week. He meets me in my apartment and we basically like I live by a bridge and he lives on the other side of the bridge, vague as I can be. So he um, he met me by my apartment and then we walked across the bridge and the sun was setting and it was just really beautiful. So I was like, oh, it's so magical. La, la, la. You know, it's going it's going good. So we get over to his, his side of the bridge, and he takes me to his, like, recording studio, which is really just, like, a storage unit that he plays music in, and he shows me this, like, rock opera that he wrote, which was actually really good. I actually genuinely liked it and all of the songs. But after we, after we, like, watch this whole thing, we're, like, drinking and we're smoking, and he comes over to me, and now it's, like not set up for people to be in there. There's like a metal bench and he's on like a rolling chair. So he scooches over to me on the chair and he's like, I really like your shirt. And the shirt I'm wearing is this like regular whatever top I got in Chinatown that's covered in cat faces. Oh no. He's like, yeah. He's like, I really like your shirt. Can you like pet my head? And I was like, oh, okay. He's trying to, like, establish contact because one of the things about me, too, is on dates and stuff, I don't know how anybody would ever reach in for a kiss or to hold my hands or anything because I will literally sit there with my arms folded. Like, I used to go on dates with this dude who, like, I hadn't seen him in, like, two weeks and he shows up and I'm just like, hey, what up, dude? And I, like, walked past him because we're walking in this direction, didn't even, like, give him a hug, hello. So I was like, okay, I get it. You got to be creative sometimes because you don't know that I'd be fine with you approaching me, you know? So I was like, oh, he's trying to, like, establish contact. Then, like, making a joke, you know? We're, We're drunk. So... I I pet his head. He looks at me with these big blue eyes, wide as hell, and he just goes, meow. (laughs) And I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. So I keep patting his head, and he starts moving his head around, like trying to get me to scratch behind his ears and meowing at me, and then he starts full-on purring. And now I don't just mean like he's making a purring sound like somehow his entire body is vibrating like this dude had 29 years to figure out like how to purr like an actual cat and it's around this point that I realize he is not joking. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real thing. So I feel like the proper response would be like, oh, okay, I'm not into this like go away. But it's me, so I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious, I have to keep it going. So, I go more into petting, and he's like, reaching up like he's gonna kiss me, but he's really just licking my lips. So, he starts licking my lips, he starts sniffing me, worst part, he starts sniffing my armpits. I'm like, this isn't even what cats do, like, to be honest, like, if you're gonna be a cat, be a fucking cat. 
So then I can like I ask him and I'm just like, um, so are you always a cat? Meaning like are you sometimes a human? You know? He looks at me and he goes, Well a cat is my assumed form, but I can take requests. Oh what? Do you want Do you want dog? And then he turns into a dog. No. He starts panting and bar- I was like, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that. Don't be a dog. So he goes, okay. And he goes back to be a cat and he starts like grooming himself. Oh my God. <laughs> he starts grooming himself. So this escalates and he basically gets on the bench and keeps trying to pull me on top of him. And I'm not always crazy about being on top of people. And he's also tiny. Like he's a tiny, tiny little man. So I was like, oh, I don't want to be on top of him. They try to pull me on top of him, and I'm kind of going with it just because this is the weirdest fucking thing. Because also keep in mind that it's fine whatever your whatever your kinks are, whatever you're into, or anything like that. But let people know before you start doing it. That's you know, like this is a hilarious story to me. But also let people know your shit. So there was no hint that he was a cat, like on his Tinder, in anything that we talked about, never. Did it ever come up that he was a cat? So he just sprung this on me. So I'm like, okay. So we're, we're making out, whatever. And then I, I laughed or I said something. And he looks at me he's like, what? You've never been with a cat before? And I was like, no! Oh, no. Who has? Who has? <laughs> so then, like a little later, he's just like, no, we're not having sex. We're just like making out. but Or kind of making out because he's really just licking my lips. So... <laughs> He he looks at me. He's like, "You seem really surprised. Like, is this weird to you or something?" And I was like, "Who wouldn't be surprised by this? How often have you done this to people and they weren't surprised? Like, who, would, who would expect this?" I was like, and I was just like, "Who would expect this?" And he was like, "Oh." And then come to find out, like, he's twenty nine. He's only had two girlfriends, and the one he dated for about five years, and then. Like, apparently he dated people, I guess, kind of in high school or whatever, but he dated one girl for five years, and then immediately after that girl, like, like two days later, going in, he started dating another woman who was, like, 20 years older than him, and he dated her for, like, three years. And that's a whole weird thing on its own. But he, um, so out of these two girlfriends, neither of them ever said anything about the cat thing, like... Apparently, his one girlfriend, like, bought him cat toys and would, like, play with him and stuff. So, he, I feel like he genuinely didn't really know that that was going to be a weird thing to spring on a random date. So, anyway, this keeps going on. Finally, I'm just like, okay, dude, I gotta, I gotta leave. I gotta work tomorrow. And he was like, okay. So, he gets up, starts talking about work. And just bustling around the studio, does not comment on the fact that he was just a cat. Like, he never was like, oh, was that weird? Was that okay? Nothing. He was just like, all right, blah, 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 drives me home, gives me a human person, kiss goodbye, and leaves. So, I got into my apartment and just started cry laughing. Like, it was so funny. Oh, my God. So, I was just like, okay, my first thought is, all right, I can never see that guy again. But then, I was like, or... I could fuck that guy because I have to know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like, I had to know. I had to know. I was like, 
Okay, what is this like in bed? Like, is he a cat in bed? What I'm assuming, like, what is it like? Like, I just have to fucking know. Now, also, like I've mentioned before, if I'm not interested in someone, I don't mind sleeping with them. So I am 100% not interested in this dude. So I'm like, all right, I got, I have to fuck this dude. I have to know. So I text him. I'm like, oh, I had a nice time. <laughs> 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 really shitty. I like, had a nice time. We should go out again. So. The next time we went out, he came over, like, we went to a bar next to me, and I was like, oh, I really don't feel like entertaining or, like, having, hanging out with this guy. So, I ended up being like, oh, you want to go back to my place? And he comes up, and then my roommate came home, like, immediately, and I was like, god damn it, this is awkward. Because also, me and my roommate had just started living together alone. Because we, there used to be four of us where we both had our boyfriends, and then we all broke up with our boyfriends at the same time. So, this was only a month after my ex had moved out, because he lived with me for a month, and then he moved out. So, I was still feeling out living with him. So, um, he comes home, and he basically, like, throws himself down the living room with us, and starts hanging out with us, and talking about Solange's new album, and all this stuff. So, finally, the guy goes to the bathroom... Or no, um, my, my roommate went to the bathroom, so I turned to the guy, and I was like, hey, do you want to have sex? The, the art of subtlety. I was like, do you want to have sex? And he was like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So I was like, great. So then my roommate came out, and I grabbed him, and I was like, I'm going to fuck this guy. And he was like, you should, he's cute. And I'm like, no, I mean now. <laughs> so oh, my God. He was like, oh, my God. And I was like... Bye. I was like, I'm doing it if you're here or not. So, and he was like, oh my God, give me a minute. And he jumped up and he ran away and he grabbed his stuff and then he went running out of the apartment. Amazing. And I was like, cool, he's gone. Let's fuck. So, so he was terrified because people get terrified, right? But anyway, so we started, we started making out everything and he's being a cat. And then when we start having sex, he's not a cat. What? He's stops being a cat and i was just like what and i even like i looked at him and i was like so so you're not a cat you're not going to be a cat and he was like ew that's not a sex thing <laughs> what yes <laughs> it's so much weirder to me the fact that it's not a sex thing it is so much weirder he just started being a person so i was like what the fuck so that could have been very disappointing except I had a mouse in my apartment, because this is Manhattan people. I had a mouse in my apartment, and he heard the mouse. Oh, no. And he jumped up completely naked and let out this this hiss, this horrible hiss, and then yelled and jumped out of my bed to chase the mouse. It's like 10 p.m. and I have to coax him back into my. I'm like, piss, 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 come here, come. Like I have to coax him back like a cat, and he's like, because he has like a monotone type of voice. He's like, but I have to establish my dominance over the mouth. Oh, so I was no. like, you don't have oh, to do no. that. <laughs> you don't. You really don't have to do that. So I got him back into the bed or whatever. So yeah, um, there's a little bit more to it, but. It's nowhere near as funny. Basically, I couldn't get him to leave, and then he stayed in my apartment, and then he texted me four hours later from my apartment, pictures of my bird, and I was like, if you eat my bird, 
I will call the cops. And he was like, but I'm a, but I'm a cat. So, yes. That's my favorite Tinder story. Um, so, not 100% sexual, but still, I feel like it fits in the scene. That's an incredible story. Ah, God. Yeah. And that's Catman. Catman! Yep. No, 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 no. God. Yep, Catman. I love Catman. Oh, God. Well, we're still Facebook buddies. Oh, I know. Still talks to me. Vanilla sex. <laughs> He'll never go away. I'm a kinky yep. person. You're what? I'm a kinky person, he says. I can't. I was so mad about that. I can't. He... So, listeners, he sent me a message saying that he was kinky when he is the least kinky person that I have ever... He No, it was, it was horrible. It was a horrible time. I'm not going to go into that. Anyway... Your turn. Do you have a good sex story? I have a couple. Tell me. So, they're all kind of short, so that kind of works out, because yours was long. Um, I talk a lot during sex, and I always have, and I always will, and I think it's because most of the time that I'm having sex with somebody, I think it's really boring, unless the sex is really good, and I'll get to that, because I've had, I actually counted the other day, and off the top of my head... With five different people, I can count five times that the sex was so incredible that I'll actually commit it to memory and remember it. Um, But for the most part, I talk a lot during sex. I do it with all of my partners. I do it with random people if I'm ever having sex with random people, which is very rare because I usually don't. Usually on the first date, I don't have sex. So and usually after the first date, I determine whether or not I'm ever going to see somebody again. And then I won't end up ever having sex with that person because I won't see them again. There's been rare exceptions, but for that's my rule for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like with Claw Machine Guy <clears throat> and how we're at a point where we're not going to have sex. We just don't want to. It's fine. That's That's great. I'm glad to be at that point. I would have come to that point on my own. Whether or not he wanted to have sex, I would have been like, well, I'm not interested, but I'm glad that he also feels the same way. Even though we both find the other one attractive. But, moving on. I talk a lot during sex. I usually, uh, with my ex-fiance, it was a lot of just talking about, like, what else I could be doing besides having sex. Because I always thought that that was really funny. Not because I didn't love the shit out of him, because I did. But because usually we were never, sometimes we were uh, both really horny at the exact same time. And then the sex was excellent. But for the most part, it was either one of us was or one of us wasn't. Um... And the other one was, and so we would just, like, take turns, like, you know, just, like, rubbing each other's bodies while we got off because it was like, well, you don't want to have sex, but I do, so let me just be here for you next to you. And we would do that for each other, and that was fine. But, um... I thought too. What? I think that kind of thing's hot. Like, when you're not in the mood and the other person's, like, doing that, and you're like, yeah, but I'm right here. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was really hot. And sometimes it would be one of those things where one of us wouldn't be in the mood and the other would be like, well, I'm just going to get off then. And then the other one would get in the mood because of it. So that was great. But that didn't happen all the time either. 
But sometimes when we were having sex and I wasn't in the mood, I would just start talking about the things that I could be doing instead. I'd be like, oh, you know, I could be reading a book. I could be solving world hunger. And it was very funny to me. So I would do it all the time. But I would come up with different things every time and they get progressively more and more weird. Like I could be like, I could be planning a trip to Antarctica because that's more interesting than this. You know, it's very funny to me. And I guess it <laughs> maybe he got off on being demeaned. I don't know. But it, <laughs> he, he always thought it was funny, too. Um, so another thing is with my ex-fiance, because that's where it started. But I will continue to do it with other people in the future. Should I ever have sex again? Is I started calling him uncle during sex because I think it's <laughs> really funny. So, like, he'd be, like, thrusting into me or whatever. You know, we would be doing something, and I would just be like, Oh, uncle. (laughs) You're so disgusting. (laughs) And it's so funny. It's so funny. So I would just start screeching with laughter, and then he'd be like, Nope, I'm done. I'm done. Look, I'm done. And I'd be like, No, come back, uncle. No, wait. Come back. So I, I, I'm your naughty little nephew, Uncle. Come back! Oh my God! It's so it funny. Me... What? It's so funny. <laughs> I see. So the the other night when I was fucking the super son, he did something, and I like I like to suck my lips in and pretend I'm an old person. So, <laughs> so I came over to him and I'm like, yeah. Come over here. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, come over here, little boy. Because he's like four years younger than me. And I was like, I'm going to suck you like a piece of hard candy. <laughs> <laughs> but then he got into it too. So he started making out with me like we were old people. <laughs> yes. And he's like this. And then we just went like, oh. then he wanted to like keep going so like we kept going into different types of weird awkward kissing so we would only kiss like we were suction cupping together oh my god (laughs) we would like put our lips out dramatically too much and then we'd like lock them together and then pull them away like <laughs> yeah i'm very hot in bed just so <laughs> okay sorry keep going no that's like a really good segue um <laughs> i okay so yeah the other thing that i used to call uh my ex-fiance that wasn't uncle because i was actually like seriously calling him it was daddy and we could get into a whole conversation about like calling people names but um i would call him daddy and for whatever reason probably because he has dad issues he would find that really hot so um that like not uncle but that specifically turned him on like to a point where like he would get really aggro and that was really hot so um Yeah, and so sometimes it would just be, because, you know, I was, we were both pretty versatile, so we would just, like, we would switch a lot, and I know, I mean, a lot of my friends don't, that I'm close to don't listen to this podcast, probably because they think that I talk about sex, and I do, so good on them, they don't want to hear me, um, Carly and Star actually like to tell me that I don't have a a because they don't want to conceptualize the thought of me having sex. Oh, 
I remember that because I remember you taking a shower next to in the room next to me in Star Wars. And we were like, "No, Travis doesn't have any pants on." <laughs> <laughs> Probably not what you're talking about, but I, I just remember that. That's where it stemmed from, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, they uh, so they don't want to hear this, but you listeners like to hear about me having sex. So we would one of us would be fucking the other one, or we'd be doing something sexual because we had a lot of different types of sex that we do. It was great. We were we'd known each other for years. We knew what we liked. Um, and so yeah, I would either he would call me it or I would call him daddy, and it would just turn us both on a lot. And um, it was nice. So I really like that as a term used during sex, but. To make fun of it, I would call him uncle, and then he wouldn't—he would get really turned off. And I don't know why, because they're just words, because they're just sounds, because the connotation of daddy and uncle are very similar to me. I don't know why one would turn us on and one would turn him off. Not that uncle turned me on, because it didn't, but I thought it was really funny, and it didn't turn me off necessarily. It just didn't turn on. So, very interesting. The other thing that I wanted to say um, about that kind of situation is that, like I said earlier, I could count on my hands the amount of times that sex was so good that, like, I didn't make a joke during it or didn't, like, start talking about my day during it because I did that all of the time. (laughs) I would do that constantly. I'd be like, you know, today at summer camp, it was just really rough. And... (laughs) In the middle of sex? Yeah. Because I just... I, I think a lot all the time and sex doesn't really stop my brain unless it's really good. So I would just start thinking about things that like I'd have to work on and to be like, it really fucking sucks that this thing's going on at work. So I would talk about it during sex. And I think that that was endearing to him because he never was like, that's really annoying. So that's nice. But um, going back to, I talked about him last week. If you heard the episode and if you didn't, I'm sorry. Someday you will. Um, Man Ray <laughs> I remembered his name, Man Ariel, Man Ray. Um, mm-hmm. He was incredible at sex. Actually, he's probably top three in terms of like good sex that I've had. And um, yeah, he was amazing. And so it was one of those things where I actually like didn't have any idea what to say or what to do or how to think. So I just didn't. And that was great. And that was really hot, too. But, yeah, that's so rare for me because usually I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really like this thing that you're doing right now. Like, this specific thing that you're doing. Having sex with me. I don't like it. Um, But with him, it was... And, you know, it's not like my ex-fiance didn't get me to that point a couple of times during the summer that we lived together in the two years that we were together. But it was just like, that was the time that was like with Man Ray that was like the very first time and I think it was the first time that I met him because it was back when I was like 19 is when I met him and I was a little more open to just kind of having rando sex but I still wasn't really a big sexual person and I'm not now and the older that I get the less sexual I seem to be because I just don't really care about it but um the first time that I met him are you okay me yeah I heard a big noise no, there's people smashing things around outside of my apartment. Okay, I'm just making sure something didn't fall. Yeah, um, there's loud outside noise here, but a bird's screaming in my bedroom, so... Yeah, we all hear Miguel. Can you hear him? Yeah. Damn him. Aw. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, keep going. The first time that I met Man Ray, I was 19. We met on OkCupid. I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. He's so hot and so interesting and so deep and dark and arty and mysterious. And it just turned out that the reason that he was like that was because he had done a lot of drugs and then got into a really bad place uh, with a bad relationship that like ruined his entire life. And then two years went by and he was still shell-shocked by that whole situation to be kind of frank about it so he was really frank about that with me he was like and yeah you know i i live each day as if i'm in a blur and i don't think i'm ever going to get out of it ever again and also uh i can't develop feelings for anyone so sorry if you develop feelings for me so we had we had sex and it was great and then um that night i had a nightmare about him and um because every time and it I, I want it to happen more and I'm upset that it doesn't because I just I haven't been sleeping with new people. But every time that I have a sleepover with anybody, the very first time that I sleep with them, it doesn't have to be sex. It's like literally sleeping, falling asleep. And it doesn't have to be with a partner. It could be with anyone that I that I'm friends with or even people that I don't know. Anytime that I fall asleep and I am near somebody for the first time, I have a dream about that person. Always. And it's very interesting. But um, it happened with my ex-fiance, it happened with all of my ex-partners, and it happened with Man Ray. And the one that happened with Man Ray was that we were together because after that night of sleeping next to each other, we decided to get into a relationship even though he... And this is all a dream, by the way, so don't think that this actually happened. That even though he just had told me that he couldn't be in a relationship with anyone, we decided to get together, and then three months went by, and he <sighs> broke up with me. And I woke up, and, and that was pretty much the dream. There was a little more to it, some backstory that about his life that was ended up actually being true that he didn't end up telling me. So it was really interesting that I could figure that out, that my brain picked up on that during the dream. I always like to think that the very first time I sleep with someone, that I'm actually connecting to their mind, and I'm like getting to know a little bit more about that person. So... I definitely like I woke him up afterwards and I was really mad at him and he was like wait why are you mad at me and I was like because in three months you're gonna leave me and I can't say for sure that he knew that I had had that dream like I told him that it was a dream but I can't say for sure that he knew or had the same dream I don't actually know I've never tested the waters on that on like oh did you have a dream about me but um he definitely seemed surprised in a way that didn't seem like it was like, oh, that's a really interesting dream. It was more like, wow, how did you know that? It was that kind of look. Maybe I'm just projecting. Anyway, um, he was very much in the same boat as me when it came to like talking about it, though, because he was like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry that I left you, but also I can't be with you anyway. And I was like, yeah, I totally get that. So um, we, ne we never ended up being in a relationship, though we, we ended up dating for a long time. And that was nice. But yes, to go back to the main point, sorry to go off on a little bit of a tangent. It was incredible sex that I had with him to the point where I didn't have any words to um, speak about the subject. So that I love when that happens. Um, I, I kind of like don't like having sex where like if you don't laugh at least once while you're in bed. I'm like, like aside from all the the, the ways that I like to have sex. Like, I've done that where I hooked up with somebody that I was seeing for, like, a little while. And the first time we hung up, or we, hook up, we hooked up, can't not tell you words. And I said something that was, like, funny. And he just, like, didn't answer me. 
like I tried talking like a couple times and he didn't say anything because he was all concentrated on the sex and I was like, ah, this is awful. Anyway. I get that. I think that, yeah, there's definitely that extreme to it too where it's like you're not you're not enjoying yourself because you're too into the sex. But this this specific thing that I'm I'm mentioning was like, I was actually into the sex like so into it for the first time and well not for the first time but you know what I mean like to a point where I wasn't thinking about other things and to a point where like there were funny things that happened of course and we did like laugh and we kissed and it was very intimate and very romantic but when that type of sex happens it's so rare that it's just really beautiful Mm -hmm. that kind of thing I gotcha like that happened with uh that happened with uh, the ex-fiance the very last night that he was in town before he went back to school at the end of summer last summer um, before the downfall. Uh, his dad bought us a hotel room, not knowing that we were together, but figuring it out very quickly. But he bought us a hotel room with two separate beds. And he was like, thank you so much for taking taking him to the airport tomorrow. And I was like, oh, it's no problem. You know, he's my best friend. Um, I don't mind doing it, etc. He bought me dinner. The dad bought me dinner. It was great. It was wonderful. But um, that night we had really beautiful sex and it was like it was the last time and then it ended up being the last time. So you know what? Live every sexual experience like it's the last time you'll have sex with that person because it might be. That's my advice for the day. I also just want to make a comment about the whole uncle daddy thing. Yes, please. Also, aside from the comment that I've already made, um, that same dude called me mommy in bed once. And it was the most horrifying thing that's ever happened. <laughs> but, like, he didn't put it in, like, a, you know, like, a sexy way. He literally was just like, you like that, mommy? And I was like, oh, no! <laughs> like, I should have wanted you! Like, I was like, no, I don't! And, like, it was just so gross to me. I was like, oh, God, no. And he never did it again. But I was like, oh... This is the most disgusting thing ever. I don't know, because, like, I know people can say that kind of, you know, like, if you have, like, an accent or something, but he does not. It is just horrible. Do you like that, my mother? Does that pleasure you? <laughs> You're my mother. You're my mother. You gave birth to me. You're my mother. I came out of this vagina, and I'm going back in. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for fucking me, Father. (laughs) Make me do the dishes, Mom. (laughs) Make the fucking sandwich, Mom. (laughs) For that reference, refer back to our earlier musical career. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) For that reference, just go look up The Unlovables. Rosie's song. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Yeah, it was horrible. I literally, I still, I told that story to one of my coworkers, and she was so disgusted that to this day, I still call her mommy. (laughs) She, like, she's one of the managers, and she'll just, like, say something, and I'll just be like, yes, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, can you can you clean that or whatever? And be like, ooh, I'll clean that for you, mommy. Or like, she'll walk by and like she smacks people's butts a lot. So she walks by and she smacks my butt. And I'm like, ooh, spank me, mommy. 
<laughs> and she's like, no! And she gets so upset. And I'm just, you're my mother. <laughs> <laughs> you're my mother. You gave first to I me. I pick up the phone because, like, her dad also works there. So she, sometimes when she's not working because she'll, like, drive us home, she calls and, like, I'll go to give the phone to her dad. I'm like, it's mom. She's like, stop. (laughs) I'm like, oh, sure, mommy. You can talk to dad. (laughs) Stop it. Because I didn't tell him, which I tell him too much. Like, her dad is like 67 years old. He's the same age as my dad, and he knows way too much about my dating life and all these inappropriate things because I am such an oversharer so I'll just turn and be like so you want to hear but he he likes it he's like yeah gossiping with the rest of people (laughs) anyway ooh (laughs) here's a fun segue before we go into the last little bit of our show that Mm -hmm. I just thought of Ariel and I are going to be together next Sunday. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Are you coming over for dinner? No. I mean, I can also do that, but that's not what I was referring to. Oh, I was what are you talking about? The 25th. The 25th? I'm coming over Wait, on... Coming... You knew this. Are you? Yes. I mean, yes, you can. I don't remember knowing that, but I probably knew that. I should put that in my calendar. It's a surprise for everyone. Remember you were going to take off work because you're going to the book reading of my friend with me? It's okay if you can't take off work now. But we were Definitely. going to, we were going to Brooklyn to see my friend read poetry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you remember this at all? Yes, but I also didn't take off work. Excellent. Well, I'm coming over to the city on the 25th, and I'm going to be uh, going to Brooklyn, I guess, by myself and seeing my friend read poetry. But while I'm there, Ariel and I will probably record an episode because I'm going to bring my stuff with me. So you will get a full-fledged in-person episode where we talk about something. Yep, we will pick this topic. We will talk about it ahead of time and pick a really good topic to talk about in person because it'll be a lot of fun to talk about in person. And, um, yeah, that'll be fun. So that look out for that because episode eight will be a together at last episode. And we're going to sing and hold hands and yeah. Anyway, did you have any other any other notes on your... No, I actually I got through everything again, which is excellent. Um, so I just wanted to say one thing, because uh, I know we've been kind of skipping latest obsessions sometimes, but I have to say mine. Yes, please. My latest obsession is because I have pink hair, and last week one of my coworkers uh, gave me a blowout, and then he crimped my hair, so I looked very 80s. And then um, I put a picture on Instagram and the original voice of Jem from Jem and the Holograms followed me on Instagram uh. and called me a Jem girl. Uh. And I was super excited about it. And it has made my entire month. Yeah, I was so fucking excited. And also, like, 
um, the guy who crimped my hair, like he was, he was sitting there doing my hair and he was like, oh man, I have to tell Samantha about this. And I was like, who's Samantha? And he goes, oh, she was a uh, gem from Gem and the Holograms. And I was like, what? Why is this the first time hearing about this? And he was like, yeah, no, I used to do her hair and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck? So he told me he was going to send her a picture of it. But then, because me and him aren't Instagram friends or anything, so I don't think she found my Instagram through him because we weren't following each other. But she called me a gem girl and and followed me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, my God, there's so much gem going on. And then I made a bunch of obnoxious gem Snapchats singing along to the theme song. And that's what I'm obsessed with lately. That's incredible. So I'm hella famous now. Emo the Musical follows us. And gem, so you know, get on our level, people. Get on our level and listen to our podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyways, I will say at the <laughs> end of the episode, listen to our podcast. At the end of the seventh <laughs> episode. Never listened to it before. They're just on the seventh episode. <laughs> They're on the seventh episode at exactly one hour and eleven minutes, and they just skipped ahead and they just heard me say, "Listen to our podcast," and that's when they knew. Yeah, they were like, you know what? I should listen to that. Um, yeah, and I'm doing really well, too, but I don't have Gem from Gem and the Holograms following me, but you know what? That's okay. I'm also doing well, for the record. All right. Okay. Follow us on social media, everyone. You know, if Gem can do it and Emo the Musical can do it, you can do it. Follow us on Instagram at I Look Cuter on the Internet. Um, we have a Facebook group that we need to use more. Um, send us any sort of stories that you have at I Look Cuter on the Internet at gmail.com. We'll literally and take stories about your sister's dating life if you don't have one. Like at this point, we're looking for any listener stories. People keep saying stories to me in person. Like I keep getting good stories when like they're like oh you have a podcast and then people tell me other dating stories and i'm like no email it to me because i guarantee you i'm not gonna remember it and i'm not gonna be able to tell you like i i can't give your story justice that happens like, to me too yeah. it's like people on my facebook will like message me and be like oh i want to tell you this story and i'll be like don't send it here because i will never find it again email it and they'll be like okay i'll email it and then six weeks will go by and i don't get anything it's like okay Somebody told me a very good story about like how she had been dating this guy and then she stopped dating that guy and then he came up to her friend at work and was like how is like her name he was like how's her dog do you think i could take him for walks and like it was a really funny story and I, like, I will never be able to give it justice because you did not send in an email so yeah that's awful so yeah, so stop telling us in person and write it down so that your story can actually get on air. And we will date, date you me. next. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Good. All right. Bye. Let's talk about love in only the realest ways. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about hate. Let's talk about love I know it's a little overplayed Let's talk about love, love, love And our worst dates Because I look cuter on the internet You know that I look cuter on your phone But still 